This podcast is the design of City Sites Urban Media, and our goal is to bring into focus the difference between culture and God's ideas found in His Word. To learn more, go to citysitesurbanmedia.com. From David Brainerd, one of America's greatest saints, he was dying of tuberculosis. It's not how long you live, it's how you live that matters. So him is racked with consumption. His body weighs about 85 pounds. Did that little man dying there, a man that lived with the Indians, a man that hardly ever got a decent meal, he ate berries, he slept with the Indians, they let him sleep in a wigwam or a beaten up building, and he says, well, I, I never get a decent meal, but oh, God is so real. When he coughed, he spit blood in the ground. When he sneezed, he sprayed blood in the ground. This is an American. See that every one of our young preachers gets a copy of the life of David Brainerd to stir them to action, to stir them to sacrifice, to get their focusing straight. They're not living for eternity. They become professional preachers. They're happy to go along and preach in a nice place. Get their eyes on eternity. Therefore, they must read David Brainerd. Did David Brainerd, as he prayed there, dying, gasping for breath? Did he ever dream a young man in England, a young Baptist by the name of Carey, would read that biography and it would send him to India? God is the owner of the church. It is his church. It is not your church. It is not my church. It is God's church. The people, to whom do they belong? They belong to God by right of creation. We see that in the introduction to the law in Exodus chapter 20. He is the Lord God. And then he goes on, who redeemed you from the house of slavery. So the people in your congregation, that congregation, those people, they belong to God by right of creation and they belong to God by right of redemption through the blood of His Son, God incarnate. And what are you if you are a minister? What am I if I am a minister? It says here, I am an overseer. I am a shepherd, a servant leader to feed, guard, and protect. I am not to be clever. I can't even find where I'm called to be a great leader, all this nonsense about leadership. I am called to be biblical and to lead God's church only according to what is written. All this nonsense today. Somebody goes out in some denomination and in a few years creates a mega church and then writes a book on how he did it. If you had any discernment at all, you would know that is wrong. It's wrong. Because what that man is doing is building his own kingdom on the bones of unconverted church members. We don't need to hear from clever men. We need to hear from the inspired scriptures. This is the City Sites Podcast with Larry Kutzler. Well, as I have said many times over the years in my blog writings, I have made a career out of asking one question. What is missing? This question is not asked in a negative application. It is asked in my quest to find answers to what may be missing and therefore assist in making suggestions more insightful rather than speculative. It has served me well over the years. However, the other questions I have irritated people with is the simple question of why. I have had more people get mad at me for asking that question than any other question I've ever asked. Why? Because the why question brings the discussion to a point of accountability. 
why someone believes something from the Bible is very important because if they are teaching from the Bible, for example, it will affect many people who hear it. There's a second part of the question why, and that is proving it. Here is why this is important. I was asked recently how much of what is preached today is speculation. I myself can only speculate because I can't really find any data on this, but I would say, based upon my experience, about 20 to 25% of sermons are based on speculation. Speculation is what is taught as truth and is based upon a personal opinion or a personal belief, but Scripture does not support it. Some speculation is better than others, such as the subject of the rapture of the church. Scripture does teach that the Lord will snatch away or we will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And that is a biblical fact. However, it is speculation. Now get that. It is speculation on exactly when it will happen. I am of the opinion it will happen before the tribulation period, But that is my opinion and belief, but it is still speculation and not fact. Why is it speculation? Jesus said no one knows the hour of his return. Only the Father has that date and time picked out. The Bible is clear. We don't know the hour or the day. That is true of the rapture as well. We can make all kinds of serious attempts to prove our theories on when it will happen, but at the end of the day, the Lord says, Just be ready. He does not give us the timetable of when, and there is a reason for it. It's the why question again. Why? Because he said, I will come like a thief in the night. I want you to be ready. Live your life as if I will come at any moment and stop trying to figure out when that will be. Why? Because we have a job to do, and he does not want us to get preoccupied with an event that will sideline some people to sitting and just waiting for it to happen. That is not the right course of action. So, can we know the season? Yes. I think we can look at the signs of our day and see that the Bible predicts that we are closer than ever before, but at the end of the day, we still don't know the day or the hour. We all speculate from time to time because we all have personal opinions on things we read in the Bible. But for the sake of being honest, let's just say this is my personal belief and God may have a different plan. That's honesty. Don't box yourself in with drawing lines in the sand when you do not know what God is going to do. It's a big, ugly mistake. So let's look at what I've said so far. In light of doing ministry, the question is, what is missing? Once we discover what is missing, then go and fulfill the need. Always ask the question, why? Why? Because why is an accountability word. It forces the question into a different discussion. That new discussion then is, does it honor God? Is it what the Bible teaches? And where does the scripture support it throughout the Bible? Many strange doctrines are founded upon a one-verse interpretation, and that is never a good sign of clear understanding. Follow up that question of why with, prove it. People love to speculate on Scripture, and some modern so-called prophets see things that they teach as Scripture, when it is only personal intuition and speculation. The phrase, the Lord showed me, well, good for you. 
You go and do what God has shown you because it was for you and only you. Don't try to incorporate the rest of us into your personal revelations and make it out to be a new direction for his church. We need to make sure we have a good understanding of God's word. And when I say to people, prove it, then the burden is on them to make the case that the scripture is clearly teaching what is in question. I have found that this little triad of words will help to prevent the mistakes many Christians make by following speculation and personal intuition of people who are clearly teaching things that are not spiritually healthy. So how do I prove what I'm saying today? 1 Thessalonians 5.21, prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. 1 John 4.1, dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit You must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God, for there are many false prophets in the world. Acts 17.11, and the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. I do hope that you'll ask the questions, what is missing and why, and prove it. I think that's a really good way of interpreting what you hear today in the church or through ministries on the radio or the internet. What is missing? Why is that important? And can you prove it? We are continuing to make changes here on the City Sides podcast, looking for ways that we can communicate truth in a much shorter and concise way. This short audio podcast is around 10 minutes. We hope you can pass it along to other folks that would enjoy listening to the no-nonsense kind of discussion that happens here every Friday. So we hope you'll pass it along and inform others on the things that I think are important in today's church. Thanks again for listening to the City Sides Podcast on the City Sides Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Karen from Las Vegas, and I listen to City Sites Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Every Friday, we bring you this podcast with interviews with people who are challenging the status quo of Christianity and challenging the cultural norms of our day. Please help us get the word out by sharing the link to this podcast with your online friends and family. Our website also contains other podcasters who are part of the City Sites network of communicators, all sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Our website is citysitesurbanmedia.com. This is the City Sites Podcast Network. 